Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome to From the Stairs, your one-stop shop podcast for insider access and in-depth interviews with your favorite Billiken coaches and players. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Billiken Podcast for the latest news on future episodes. Now, here is your host, Billiken Athletic Director, Chris May. Welcome, uh, Billiken fans, to another uh, of our episodes of From the Stands, our podcast today. We have two of our star senior swimmers with us, uh, Natalie Daniel and Lindsay Turner. They're on our swim team. They're seniors. Let me, let me share a little bit of their statistics. I, I got to get this in, ladies, before we talk, because if not, I forget. So first of all, Natalie's from Brookfield, Wisconsin, senior in uh, exercise science. She's a sprinter. Actually, I, I come from a swimming family, so I know what a sprinter is, you guys. Actually, I know. Uh, she's the school record holder in the 50 free, 200 free relay, 400 better the relay. She's uh, on the all-time list in the 200, the 100, all the other stuff, but she is a big-time sprinter. So welcome, Natalie. And Lindsay, it's fascinating that these are roommates because then Lindsay's a distance swimmer, distance freestyler. So I don't know how they got together, but Lindsay is team captain, and she's a star in the 1,000, 1,650, 500. So there couldn't be further differences in the swimming role, but here they come together as roommates and teammates. And so welcome, ladies. It's good to have you, good to have you guys on today. Thank you. So, okay, who wants to go first? Here, here are the questions. First, how did you get to SLU? Okay, and I really want to know, how you each got to SLU and what you're studying. Uh, I'm sorry, Natalie's exercise science, Lindsay's uh, mathematics. So different different areas of study. How'd you get to SLU? And then how did you become roommates? Let's talk us through who wants to go first. I guess I'll go first. Okay. Um, so when I was in high school, the original plan was to not swim collegiately um so i wasn't really looking in particular um to be recruited and i wasn't looking to swim in college at all um and that was the plan between me and my parents to focus primarily on education um which is why i applied to a lot of dpt or doctorate in physical therapy programs and slew was one of the schools that had it um so then um, as my tour date came up uh, to visit Sluice campus, I was like, I'll just look on their athletics website, you know, just to look at their swim team because I was a swimmer for my whole life. I wanted to see where they were at. Um, and they have pretty comparable times to what I was going. And I was like, maybe just for fun, I'll fill out like the recruiting questionnaire. And the assistant coach at the time got back to me pretty quickly and she said, oh, we would love to have a meeting with you. Um, if you're stopping by, like, make sure to stop by the pool and we can talk to you about, you know, maybe wanting to swim if you wanted to. And so me and my mom and my sister came on campus, um, did the tour, dropped by the pool, had like a 45-minute conversation with 
Jim and Maggie, who was the assistant coach at the time. And they were so welcoming and very flexible. They told me that they work around my academic schedule um, and would really accommodate me. Um, and, you know, I was lucky enough to get a scholarship offer. And that kind of sold me um, to SLU as opposed to other schools. Um, the flexibility of being a part of a rigorous academic program and being a part of a team in a sport that I could continue for four years really solidified my decision. So that's kind of how I got to SLU. Yeah, and then when I was a senior in high school, my brother was actually a freshman at SLU. So I was like, I'm gonna fill out the recruiting form, we're gonna see um, what happens. And I met with the assistant coaches and Jim when I came down to visit my brother. And I just fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with the team. Everyone here, when I met some of the swimmers, were so welcoming and they just felt like they really wanted me on campus, which really made me want to come here. So then I decided to come here. And then Natalie and I actually, we became roommates this year. And one thing we like to joke about is we have all of the freestyle events covered. She's sprints, yeah. I swim the distance, and we both swim the 200 free. Mm-hmm. So you go down to the 200 and she goes up to the 200. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so perfect. So uh, who wins? Natalie. In the, in the 200. <laughs> Natalie does? Yes. Okay, all right. That's fair. That's fair. So you're uh, getting ready for the conference championship. I I believe COVID has been the hardest on the swimmers. I'll be honest with you guys. I think it's been the biggest challenge for you guys. And so I'm so impressed by what you guys have done to train and keep positive and keep everything rolling that I've been unbelievably impressed by that. And by the times I, I was able to stick my head out and I saw you all train a couple of times outdoors up in Maplewood in the fall. And I was like, this is unbelievable. It was, I was so impressed by the training that you all did, knowing that you weren't, who knew if you were even going to get to compete or not. So I, I think the swimmer mentality and the discipline that it takes to be a great swimmer is as tough or is as strong as in any sport. So I'm super impressed by that. How have you guys gotten through it? And then what is it looking forward to the A-10 championships? Um. Honestly, we did not know kind of what we were getting into, obviously, in terms of training and competition. Um, You know, I guess luckily other schools in our conference are also kind of in the same boat with having very limited competition. Yep. Um, And we're a little bit cautious um, moving our entire practice schedule outside in the fall, but it turned out to be really fun. we really enjoyed the weather for the first couple of months and then it got a little bit chilly. Yeah, the last couple, last couple of weeks got cold. Yeah. Um, but I think the coaches did an amazing job organizing the practice schedules. Um, and given the fact that we had to shorten our practice time to accommodate for everyone, they still did a, an amazing job getting rigorous and meaningful workouts in. Um, and they transferred it to uh, the assignment rack when we moved inside. Um, so I think, you know, we weren't so much worried about our training and our regimen um, because I think our coaches and Vic had a really good handle on that. And then in terms of looking forward to conference, you know, I think it's the one big official meet we have. So we have to put all of our training in um, as much as we can to get the outcome that we want because that's the one official opportunity that we have. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think especially the last couple of weeks, the energy on the pool deck at Simon Rec, we can only have 12 people at practice with COVID, but everyone wants to be there and everyone's putting in all the work and we just have a ton of fun at practice and you can tell that everyone's getting really excited to be able to compete again and go to conference. I came to one of the time trials about a month ago and I was shocked at how fired up everybody was. I mean, it was Saturday morning at 7.30 and I'm like, man, these people are just wired different. I mean, it was, it was cool to see. And it, it, from my position, it's super um, encouraging to see young people really commit to their trade. And, and that's what you guys really do. You guys are so committed to it. And that's what I think is uh, most impressive to me, especially to go through a COVID season that's harder than harder than I can imagine. I mean, so it's, I'm super impressed by it. So what is the, uh, what's both of your game plans uh, post your senior year? What are you going to do? What, what's the next step for you all when swimming is over? Or will swimming ever be over? <laughs> um, well, I'm going to stay here to uh, finish my DPT. Um, so I'll be around in St. Louis. Um, Wait, DPT? Yeah, doctor in physical therapy. So Thank I have- you. I thought that's what, but I'm like, I'm not going to assume anything because as soon as I assume something, there's some new major that I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so I have two more years um, after this year to get my doctorate. So I'll, I'll be here doing clinicals and taking classes. Um, swimming will be a little bit more casual. I'll just, you know, swim as an exercise form instead of um, competitive, competitively, but right. yeah, I'll be here. How, yeah. how about how about Lindsay? Um, after I graduate, I am hoping to go to graduate school in biostatistics and do some research in biostatistics. Um, still not exactly sure what my plans are, but hopefully over the next couple of weeks, I'll figure that out. What help me? What do you do with biostatistics? <laughs> so biostatistics for me, it's like the perfect combination between like math and like the healthcare field. Because originally, I came to college as a pre-med student and wanted to go to medical school, then I realized that I'm really more interested in the math side. So biostatistics is doing like research and doing like the mathematical statistical analysis on like biomedical data. Oh my God. <laughs> thank, thank the Lord we have really smart people like you around here to help the rest of us. Good night. So, okay. Uh, I, now I want to talk swimming. First, sprinters. Okay. So I, I was the age group eight and under freestyler, okay, because I could get off the blocks fast. But in the collegiate world, it's obviously such a different deal. Mm -hmm. What is the most important part of sprint freestyling? Oh, gosh. Um, is it the start? Is it the turn? Is it the underwater, whatever? What is the deal? Because it's so fast, I can't even get it anymore. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more emphasis on the start and the turn. Um, you need enough power to get off the box quickly because it can make a huge difference in your time. Um, a tenth can end up being a lot in a race like the 50. Um, and then your turn, you want it to be quick and you want to be off the wall as fast as possible. Whereas um, in races like the mile, <laughs> sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Like in the races like the mile, your start isn't going to make the biggest difference in the world. So in the mile, you can be safer on your start um, and your turns, whereas sprinting the 50, like you need to be off the blocks as fast as possible, but you also have to be like 
pretty much jumping out as far as possible and hitting that turn right. So it's also like you have a little bit of luck in there. You know, you can't have one stroke off. You can't like slip on the wall. Everything has to be perfect. Um, so that's why the 50 is a little, a little bit trickier than the 100. The 100, you have a little bit more time to make up if you have a little bit of a slip, um, which, is why I like, which is why I like the 100 a little bit more than the 50. Um, and also sprinters usually have a bigger emphasis on weightlifting. Power. Need that power to get us through the race as opposed to endurance. Okay, Lindsay. How do you become a miler? I mean, come on. How, I, I, my, I have a brother uh, who swam competitively. He was a miler, too, at Iowa State a long time ago. Brian was a great swimmer. But, Lindsay, how does this happen? You don't, you don't grow up going, how can I be a miler in swimming, do you? Did that happen? Honestly, I was never that good at swimming. So then they're like, oh, we're just going to put her in the mile and see how that goes. And I'll never forget, before my first mile, I was – 13 years old and one of the older girls on a team, she was probably like 17, 18. She came up to me and she goes, whatever happens, you know, if you swim a great race, that's a good thing. And if you don't swim a great race, you never need to swim the mile again. That's a good thing too. So it's a win-win. But I mean, for me, the mile, it's always been my best event. I get better as the distance goes up. Unlike (laughs) Natalie, I cannot swim a 53 to save my life. I'm slow off the blocks. My turns are slow. So the mile gives me the opportunity to like just keep going and have the endurance and be consistent. So what's your what's your best race? Five hundred thousand or the mile? Mile. The mile, because you can just keep going. Good <laughs> yeah. for you. That's fantastic. So what uh, what will you two take away from your collegiate swimming experience? Um, what's been the best part of it that you've really learned and grown? And uh, what what will what will your takeaway be? That's a pretty loaded question. Um, there's a that's, lot. What, that's why I get to ask. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to look back on over my four years. Um, but a huge thing for me is, you know, taking accountability for your own actions um, and how, like, it can affect a bigger group of people. So the way I train and, you know, my swims at a meet not only affect myself, but they affect the team. And that's a huge component of swimming. It's very individual. You're swimming in your own lane, your own race, but then it also um, contributes to a team aspect. You want your team to do well and place well um, at meets. Um, And so I train hard, not for myself, but for my team. And I want to make myself and everyone else better. And I can't do that if I'm not accountable for my actions, if I'm showing up late or like, you know, not really pushing myself to the best abilities. Like it's going to make me feel bad about what I'm doing and it's not going to make me feel fulfilled, but I just want to do my best for my teammates. And so I can hopefully retire satisfied with what I did over my collegiate career. Natalie, I think that's, uh, I think that's uh very impressive because it, it, it ties to what we talk about gratitude all the time mm-hmm. about being part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And if you if you show up with the, from a, a gratitude position and that you're thankful for what you have, but now it's, how do I help my help others? How do I help be part of a team? That's what being a great teammate's all about. 
And so that uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm glad we're recording this because I'm gonna use that more than once. <laughs> that, that is a really good answer. So uh, Lindsay, how about you? What what will you take away from swimming and uh, the benefits of it and how it's helped you? I think the biggest thing for me is gonna be the discipline that I've had to have. I mean, we have morning practice at five thirty a.m. Getting up and getting into a cold pool is never easy, but when it's before Simon Rec even opens, it gets even harder. And when you have multiple exams that week, you're up until past midnight studying. Like that, I think, has really taught me time management, make sure I'm staying on top of my academics in order to be successful in school. But also, when you're not sleeping, you can't be successful in the pool. And that really shows off in practice. So having all that time management, that discipline has played a huge role. And that will definitely be helpful after college in the real world. Especially when you're going into biostatistics and all that other unbelievable stuff that you have to be disciplined for. Yes. What, uh, what do you, what, if you wanted to share with a future Billiken swimmer, the high school kid from Brookfield or from Rochester, Minnesota, that uh, lives in the, in the shadows of the Mayo Clinic, okay? What would you tell those, those high school seniors looking to come to Salute? What would you tell them? I'd say go for it. Like, come here swim if you want to, because I don't think you're going to have, you're not going to find a program like SLU's at any other D1 school. And that's like the best thing you can say about it because they really prioritize um, your academics over everything else. Like they want you to get a good degree. We have, I think it shows there's a lot of, you know, the swimmers. We have a lot of people in very challenging majors, a lot of pre-meds, a lot of STEM majors, um, accounting and stuff like that. And we perform pretty well. Right. in terms of team GPA. So coaches are very understanding and you still get the exact same experience of competing at a high level as you would at any other school. Um, so I think, you know, I'd really encourage them to come here. What would you say, Lindsay? I would also say come here, but I'd say enjoy it while it happens. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if a global pandemic is going to take away your senior year. Uh, don't remind us. <laughs> but I'd say just have fun, even at 530 in the morning. Like Enjoy the practices. Enjoy the time with your teammates. Put in the work and just make the most of your four years of collegiate swimming. I think you two are unbelievable examples of what we would want Billikens to be. I'm serious. You both are highly successful in your sport. You're super smart students. And, and it's kind of, uh, it's, Natalie, it's kind of like what you said. We focus all the time on our objectives, right? And what's the first one? Educate. Educate, compete, build community. And I will take our program, our swim program and any of ours, with the combination of the academic side and the competitive side against anybody. And what really encourages me is just hearing young people like you two still have a smile on your face and having a good time. And, and what you just said, having some joy about what you're doing. Enjoy it. It's a lot of work, right? It's a lot of work. But when you can package work and a lot of fun all at the same time, that's super cool. So I, I want to thank you both. Uh, not just for this morning. This has been awesome. I am really fired up about swimmers. I, I got to get to practice again shortly here. Uh, but what you two do to represent yourselves, represent the swim team, and represent our athletic program and our university, I want to both 
thank you, but I really want to congratulate you. This is not easy. I tell people all the time, what you guys do is not normal. This, there's, there's nothing normal about what you guys do. And that's what is super cool. You guys work your tails off, have high levels of success, and then you go smoke it in the classroom too. That is what's super cool about SLU. And so I want to thank you guys. Congratulations. Uh, great job. Uh, good luck in the A-10 championships. And we will see you around the campus. But great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to From the Stands with Billiken Athletic Director Chris May. Subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes store and have the latest episodes sent straight to your phone. Go Billikens. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC.